What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Worst Take channel. Now, today's episode is going to be kind of a prelude to what's going to be happening from now on because what's going to be happening is every morning we're going to have about a 10-minute recap of the night's games beforehand. But don't worry, everybody watching this episode, we do have a special segment at the end of the episode. We're going to have a Lakers versus Clippers debate based on the Lakers Clippers game and Matt will be in that. But for now, I'm just going to do this like I'm going to do my show in the morning and they will be posted on the Worst Take channel, but you guys will be able to tell the difference because they'll be very short and they won't be hyped up as much through our social media and everything like that. But if you ever want to listen and get a little bit of a sneak peek of what happened in the previous night because you didn't get to watch some games, Check in. I'll give you all the info that you need. It'll be quick. It'll be fun. And we'll get out of there really quickly. And just to be clear, we will have those episodes posted in the morning in addition to our regular shows that we have on Tuesdays and Fridays. So don't worry. Those shows aren't going anywhere. We're just going to have some extra stuff in the morning if you feel the want to be able to listen to a nice recap of the prior games. So the NBA came back and the Utah Jazz faced off against the New Orleans Pelicans and Utah won 106 to 104. Now I will say the Pelicans looked like they completely outmatched the Utah Jazz. I barely understood how the Jazz were able to get a win, but what it came down to was Utah was able to get to the bucket. Their guards, Jordan Clarkson, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, they were able to just drive by the big men on the New Orleans Pelicans, and they were able to get to the bucket, make easy shots, and that's how they were able to come back in the game. And if you look at the overall team stats, New Orleans shot 42% from the field, 11 for 31 from three-point line, and most of that came in the first half. They absolutely balled out in the first half. If you look at what was their overall score, it was 34 points in the second quarter, 26 in the first quarter, bringing their total to 60 points. And then the Jazz had 48 points. So they looked like they were going to completely dominate the game. They got up to about a 14-point lead, and then Utah was able to just start coming back when they were down 16. They went on a nice run, started bringing it back very slowly and methodically. One of the biggest storylines from the game was that Zion Williamson barely played. He was not in at the end of the game. He only had a total minutes count of 15 minutes. And in those 15 minutes, he was wildly efficient, scoring 13 points on eight shots, made six out of those eight shots. And that was a great game from him. Brandon Ingram looked like he was unstoppable. He shot seven for 20 from the field. So in the end of the game, he was he started struggling again. But at the beginning of the game, this Pelicans team looked like they were ready to win. J.J. Redick had a nice game. Drew Holiday played well. This game was a very fun game to watch. If you weren't able to watch it, I feel sorry for you. But in the end, Utah did come out with the win. And Rudy Gobert had a nice 12 rebounds. Donovan Mitchell had 20 points. Conley had 20 points. Clarkson had 23 points, and Utah was able to get the win. So that was a great game to watch. And then if you want to get into the next game, which we will have the debate about, but I'll recap it for all of you before we get to the debate so you know what's going on. The Los Angeles Lakers beat out the Clippers 103-101. to And I will say LeBron James did not have a very good game. If you look at his stats, he had 16 points on 19 shots. Very un-LeBron, very not LeBron-esque. 
He shot six of 19, two for seven from the three-point line. He did have 11 rebounds and seven assists. But guys, when the game came down to the final minutes, he locked up Paul George. He locked up Kawhi Leonard. He played defense, got the Lakers the win. And the real storyline, I know I talk about LeBron, like he's the guy that won the Lakers the game. But Anthony Davis was carrying the Lakers. He brought them back into the game. He scored 34 points on 19 field goals, 8 for 19 from the field, 2 of 5 from three-point line, but he was 16 for 17 from the free-throw line, absolutely dominated on the glass, and was able to get those quick putbacks and get those fouls, was able to draw the fouls. Get They called the whistle a lot, everybody. A lot of fouls, a lot of touchy stuff was going on. He capitalized, he kept them in the game, and then at the end of the game, LeBron James was able to help seal it. And the rest of the starters on the Lakers, they didn't have great games. They all scored six points. JaVale McGee, Danny Green, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. But then off the bench, Kyle Kuzma had a good offensive game. Shot four from eight from the field. Four of those were three-pointers. So that was nice from him. He had 16 points. And Deion Waiters had a nice game with 11 points on 10 shots. 50% from the field. But... Overall, it wasn't a great showing from the Lakers bench. Caruso had a great play at the end of the game, getting a nice tip out of bounds, which then allowed the Lakers to score, stopping a Clippers possession. But then looking at the Clippers, they were without Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell. So obviously you have to take all of these numbers with a grain of salt because they were missing two key pieces for their team. But with what they had, Kawhi Leonard came out. Shot 7 of 16, 11 of 13 from the free throw line, four, re- 4 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks, 28 points. Very solid game from Kawhi. He's not somebody that's ever going to just overall take over the game and be able to just completely win it for you. He's somebody who's just going to put in the work and not go crazy on the stat line even though he plays well. And then Paul George had a very Oklahoma City Thunder MVPG-esque game. He dropped 30 points on 11 of 17 for shooting, 6 of 11 from 3, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. Now as an OKC fan, that's the Paul George I am accustomed to. It was a lot of fun to watch. He had some nice step back 3-pointers. Just very good game from Paul George in general. Then off the bench, they had Patrick Beverly, who had only really played about one game of practice, maybe two practices. And he was able to come out. He dropped 12 points. Two of three from three, four of five from the free throw line. And then another big guy off their bench was Jamichael Green, who hit two nice three-pointers, played solid defense. And Landry Shamit struggled. He went one for eight from the field and 0 for five from three. He had two points. But in this game, it was very interesting because neither Paul George nor Kawhi Leonard were guarding Anthony Davis. And obviously Anthony Davis, like stated earlier, he dropped 34 points, had a lot of free throws, made 16 of them. But neither of them were guarding him. Marcus Morse was guarding him. And I think that was better for LA. Well, the Clippers, not the Lakers. Just because it gives Paul George and Kawhi some time to rest. Like I said earlier, LeBron did not play very well. That's because you have two great wing defenders. They're able to lock you down. And Marcus Morris being able to play on AD really helps the Clippers just with getting their energy back and everything. And something I want to say is I think Anthony Davis, if they're playing the Clippers, 
I really feel that he could go and play center because the Lakers at many points in the game needed to stretch the floor and they were unable to do it with Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee at center. But in the end, they still were able to get the dub without stretching the floor a ton. They still won. Anthony Davis knocked down some threes and that really helped them out. He shot 40% from three, two for five. So that really helped out with that game. But now let's get into the debate between Matt and and Dez and what we're going to be doing is I'm going to ask them questions they'll answer them it'll be very simple let's get into it Alrighty, so I am here with Matt and Dez now we all know Matt is a Clippers fan and Dez why don't you introduce yourself as a Lakers fan Yep, Des diehard Lakers fan since I was born. You know, day one. All right. And what we're going to be doing is I've got a couple of questions because I don't have any bias into this game. I'm going to have them get the rivalry going, get some tension flowing up until the postseason when they most likely inevitably meet in the Western Conference Finals. So first question I have for both of you is overall, how did you guys like the performance of your stars? Des, I'll have you go first because LeBron James did struggle for a majority of the game. What did you think about LeBron and AD in this game? You know, AD, you know, he did his thing like usual. Um, he went for 34. So I feel like he was a big factor in that, like our win, obviously. And then LeBron, uh, he just – he was just off. I feel, But I feel like since it was his first game, it wasn't that bad just to get, like, the first game jitters out the way and get acclimated back into his game. So, I feel like it was decent for a first game. I mean, we still got the dub. So, that's all that matters really and at Matt, the end of the day. Yeah, so I feel like I was happy with how the Clippers performed. Um they, di they didn't have Lou Will. They didn't have Montrez. Um, the Lakers, obviously, LeBron struggled, like, at the beginning. But at the end of the day, the last three minutes, he balled out. And that's kind of where the game's won and lost. Um, it was kind of frustrating to see Paul George throw up a weak-ass shot at the end. Um, I can't lie. But Paul George played great. His shot looked on. Um, Kawhi did great. They did their stuff. One thing that I would like to note is that kind of going into this if they play in the playoffs in a series I think that Kawhi and LeBron are going to kind of cancel each other out and almost like yeah Kawhi will have good games and LeBron will have good games and they'll play around the same level um, but for me my takeaway of this game like just overall big picture was that if the Clippers are going to beat the Lakers in a series it's going to be because they have more depth because they have better complementary pieces where if the Lakers win, I think they're going to win if they turn it into a superstar series, which, I mean, it happens a lot in basketball, but you never know. Uh, but if it turns into a, okay, it's AD and LeBron versus Paul George and Kawhi series, where that's all that matters, because that does happen in basketball, um, it's, it's a little bit scary for the Clippers because, like I said, Kawhi and LeBron, in a way, cancel each other out. But AD is a much better player than Paul George. So yes. that's kind of where yes. I'm at here. Yeah, and and back to what you said about uh, Lou Will and Montreal. Um, we also 
unfortunately don't have every Bradley, which would be in a way a big factor as far as on the defensive end. He's like practically our uh, in a way like Pat Bev. Yeah. Like he's not as talkative as Pat Bev, but he just you know he locks down and and Coach Moment, he's one you can rely on to stop you know the offense from rolling. Yeah, that gets me into my next question, actually, because I was going to ask about the defense. Because in a lot of the game, we did not see Paul George or Kawhi Leonard guarding Anthony Davis. It was Marcus Morris. And on the other side, obviously, you're missing Avery Bradley, and you are struggling to guard Paul George, who had a great game. So defensively, what did you like and dislike from each of your teams? I'll let Matt go first here. What did you like from the Clippers defensively, Matt? Um, I mean – so the Lakers scored 103 points. That's I'm assuming that's a little bit below league average. So that's a solid game. The big takeaway was that LeBron struggled. Now, you could look at it as, oh, LeBron, like, he didn't play as good as he will in a seven-game series, and I agree with that. But at the same time, LeBron's playing probably the best wing defensive team in the league because they have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, um, and then you have guys like Marcus Morris coming in. Uh, you have guys off the bench like – Green was on fire yesterday. With the Who was? Threes. Green. I don't oh, know. Yeah, Jermichael name. Green. Yeah, Jermichael yeah. Green's a good wing defender. Like there's just so much good wing defense where it's like LeBron might struggle a decent amount in a series. But still, Anthony Davis is going to play really well against the Clippers. Um, and I've said that since the beginning. Like – Anthony Davis is a superstar. He's a big-time superstar. And he's going to put up a great series if they play. Like tonight he had – or last night he had 34, 8, and 4. And he shot only 8 of 19, but he had 34, 8, and 4. Like he's going to consistently put those numbers up in a series. Um, also, Marcus Morris, you brought him up. He's a good defender. He's not a caliber – he's not the same caliber of player as Anthony Davis. Um, and McConaughey, you sent me a stat after the game that in the two games that he's played against the Lakers, he's been horrible on the offensive end, and he doesn't even have a field goal. Uh, so that's really concerning. Last night he went over four, um, played 19 minutes, didn't have a point. So that's not very good. You don't want to be putting up goose eggs on the stat sheet. Yeah. And what about you, Des? What do you think about the Lakers defensively that game? Um, what I like mainly is how Crusoe stepped up. You know, he got a lot of – like just deflections and defensive stops as far as him because he's usually not known for that. He's usually just known for coming off the bench and putting up, you know, a few points here and there and just helping, giving that energy. You know, everybody loves Crusoe. Um, so I feel like that was a main factor as well. Like in the at the end when he got the deflection, when um, I forgot who drove down the lane and then he passed it out, but he tapped it out and then put it back in and then we scored off of that. Oh, that was a, that then, was like a big time like yeah it yeah. changed stuff up. I think it was Shamit that was driving. I don't I don't know what he was doing. He looked like he was lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. And then what I didn't like though is uh is just Kuzma. His defense was just horrible yesterday. Honestly, I mean he did put up numbers on the offensive end, but his numbers were I mean his defensive stops was terrible. He could not got like when he got switched on to Kawhi, he could not guard Kawhi. So I feel like we just gotta be able to get the right players in there with the, you know, arrangements where we could score and lock down on the defense end. We should be good. I mean, like Matt said, Kawhi and LeBron will obviously cancel each other out going back and forth. But the main factor is we need AD to score. 
and we need like him also to like get rebounds, defensive stops coming up. Because I mean, he is in the conversation for defensive play of the year. So I feel like if he goes all around again, like he did last night, he should be or on Thursday. Yeah, he should be. We should be fine. Yeah. So my next question has to do with the bench. Now I will bring up obviously Montres Harrell, Lou Williams were out. But I'm going to go over with the bench players that played. Matt, when you talk about the Clippers, you can definitely talk about Montrez and Lou Will and what they bring to the table. But off the Clippers bench, the only player with a positive plus minus was Jermichael Green, who had plus two. In addition to that, we saw Joakim Noah play. So I want to get your thoughts on that. Then in terms of the Lakers, Dez, the highest plus minus off the bench was Dion Waiters, who had a plus 17. Then it was Kyle Kuzma with a plus 12. Caruso plus nine, then Dwight Howard plus five. And the only starter with positive plus minus was KCP with plus six. So I'll let Des go first. What did you think about the bench in this one? Is there anything that they need to improve on or were you satisfied with their performance? Um, if I'm being honest, I was not very satisfied with how the bench played. I mean, Dwight came out, like came out and did not put up a single point yesterday, like at all. And as I mean, Jr. did not get a lot of playing time, but he also did not put up any points. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we need our our bench players to kind of put up, you know, six to ten points for us to have that advantage, you know, over teams. Because LeBron and AD both played 30-plus minutes yesterday, and, you know, they're exhausted, but still had to, you know, play through that because our bench wasn't putting up much fight for us. So that was a big like thing I did not like about how our bench came out. Yeah. All right. And Matt. Um, so I was kind of thinking that it didn't really seem like it was like a fair matchup. I know you said like the plus minus was like positive in the Lakers favor, but I don't think that like Des was saying that their bench didn't really play that well, but the Clippers guys are missing pieces. Yeah. So I think it's one of those games where it's hard to kind of tell, okay, how did our benches do when you can have like, like you said, the Lakers guys had a better plus minuses, but still Dez isn't really satisfied with how they're doing. And at the same end, it's like, I can't really be satisfied because my guys didn't like the Clippers guys didn't play too good, but they're missing guys. So it's really like just kind of a scenario where it's like both teams can be unhappy because it's like the Lakers didn't capitalize as much as they maybe should have with that advantage. And the Clippers guy, they didn't have all their, their guys they didn't have Montrez and Lou Will those are the guys that put up 18 plus a night off the bench so it's hard to say oh yeah I'm real happy with how our guys played when they didn't the Clippers guys didn't look too good at the same time the Lakers guys guys didn't look too good so I think it's kind of one of those where it's just like you got to wait till everyone's healthy to really start weighing how they, these teams played how their benches played when not everyone's there yeah, definitely. All right. So I've got a couple more questions here. So this next one is about Paul George because Paul George looked like he was getting back to that Oklahoma City level. He hit some nice step back threes in the game. He played very well, shot 11 for 17, went over 50% from three, had 30 points, five rebounds, three assists, and three steals. So, Matt, I want to ask you, if how can he keep that going? Will he be able to keep that going? And then, Des, does that make you afraid at all if Paul George is playing at that level? Do the Clip or 
Lakers have a better odds of winning the series? Obviously they do, but how much of an impact will Paul, not Paul, Paul George's play influence how this series go? Or is he kind of a wash in terms of the guy he's quote unquote matched up against is Anthony Davis as the second star. So Matt, I'll let you go first with Paul George. Um, so I thought it was just interesting to see how the Paul George Kawhi Leonard dynamic goes because for almost this whole season, I think I think I heard that there was eleven games this year where everyone on the Clippers with was healthy, and the Clippers went ten and one. So when they're healthy, they're definitely among the best team. Um, they're one they're one of the top three teams. I mean, the Lakers and the Clippers both are one of the top three teams in the league. It's pretty clear. Uh, but Paul George coming back. He played really well. I think he hit three straight threes to start off the second half. So he was balling. He shot six of 11 from three. And it's really cool to see how him and Kawhi pair with each other because Kawhi Leonard's more of a mid-range jump shooter where Paul George is kind of – he's almost running around the three-point line, but he's a lead at it, and he's a big dude. He's not like just like a J.J. Redick shooting threes. He is an impact player, great defender. He's a star that shoots threes. And that's kind of interesting because most of the guys that are known for shooting threes aren't necessarily, necessarily superstars. I mean, obviously we have Steph Curry, but for the most part. Um, and his game is tailor-made around the three, where Kawhi Leonard's is tailor-made around mid-range jumpers, um, back to the basket, that kind of stuff. So I love the way that they look together. But the issue I have is that at the end of the game, Paul George goes out, out there and throws up the, this – awful shot where it's like that's the playoff p meme basically of like yeah that's what paul george does in crunch time um one thing i do want to bring up before you go des is that i don't know what the clippers are gonna do in the playoffs when it's crunch time part of me really thinks that it's okay it's either Kawhi, and then it's lou will before paul george um because lou will hits big time shots a lot like, that's one of – like, last season on the Clippers, they're not even, like, a playoff-level talent. They made the eighth seed, and they took two, game from, two games from the Warriors. That's because of Lou Will. Like, Lou Will is a fantastic clutch shooter. He's – I think he usually leads the league in fourth-quarter points. So, it's like, are, is Paul George going to even get those shots in the playoffs? That's kind of my question moving forward. But, I mean, we won't see that until it's in the game situation. So, I, I, that's just one of my kind of questions. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, on Lou Will, I mean, you know, he's one of arguably the best, one of the best besides Jamal Crawford, one of the best six men, you know, to come off the bench. So, I mean, for Lou Will, he, he's always going to, you know, get those buckets those for you that your team needs. So I feel like that, that might, is going to be a big factor. And on Paul George, I mean, like Matt said, I say he's their third option on that team when Lou Will comes back as far as, you know, the offensive end, I mean, it does brighten us a little bit on the offensive end, like for the Lakers, because, he, you know, he's one of the those lockdown defenders, first team defense. So, I mean, if he can get one of our players to, like, as far as, like, Kuzma to stop scoring and our bench do does terrible again, I feel like it would be, you know, a tough game for us. Like, we always, like, Paul George always locks down at the end. And then they always have him, Kawhi, and Lou in, which contributes big, especially if, like, 
it's only AD and LeBron, like, scoring and getting all the points at the end. Like, Paul George is just one of those, you know, he's a dog. He, he'll go stop LeBron, AD sometimes, and help the team out a lot. So it does, it does affect us in a way. But yeah, I feel definitely. Like collectively. So final question here. I'm going to let the winning team go first, as it's going to go first. But yeah. I know there's money on the line on a series between yes, the Lakers yes, and yes. the Clippers. How are you feeling? What's your prediction? Lakers, Clippers, seven game series based off of last night's game. What do you guys think? I'm gonna go first since the Lakers won. You know, you know. Um, but you know, I feel like once the playoffs come, you know how LeBron gets. He's a t- totally different person in a way. You know, his mindset is totally different. He's just a different animal in the playoffs. And I feel like that's, you know, that's the mindset for a lot of people. But it's just LeBron's just a different person. So we have we do have a little bet on the line. I feel like I'd say, you know, the the Clippers are gonna take the the uh the Lakers if we meet in the Western Conference Finals to at least a game five, I'd say. At least a game five. At least a game five. At least a so game we, five. At least a yeah, game five. At least, okay. at least I I'm saying I'm saying Lakers four one. I'm yeah, four one. Four to one. Four yeah. one Lakers. Okay. Four one Lakers. Maybe 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 game six if if um you know LeBron's having terrible games, but I doubt that though. You know? So All right, so Des, I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking Clippers and six. And oh no, no, no. And here's why. No. Here's why. I think that a lot of Lakers fan thinks think that it's like, oh yeah, the Lakers are a better team. They're the first seed. I think that's. I think that's like. Do you do you okay? Just real quick. And I'm not gonna like. I don't. I don't think it's like a bad thing to think or like a wrong thing to think. But do you think them being like the first seed has shown that they're the best team in the West? Oh no! Um, no, it does not. Okay. okay. Playoffs is a whole different like. Okay. You know, you start zero zero practically in a way, so everybody is just it has a fair chance. I mean, yeah. obviously, if you're like a terrible team, eighth seed, it's like nah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know what I'm saying? You're not even in the you're not even in the conversation. But yeah, as yeah. far as like the Clippers and and the Lakers, I mean, you know, it's fair game. Everybody, yeah, yeah. even. So I I would say. Clippers and six. Um, and the reason why is I, I think, I do think the Lakers are really good. Um, I do think also think that the Lakers don't match up against a team like the Rockets that well. Do I think they're going to lose against the Rockets? No. Do I think they could lose against the Rockets? Yeah, I do. I think that that could be an upset. I also think that the Clippers could lose against a couple teams. I think the Clippers could struggle against the Nuggets because they don't have the inside presence that Jokic brings. Um, I also think they could struggle against the Jazz for the same reason and the depth that the Jazz have. But I think that they're like I, – I do think even though there's a couple teams that could maybe upset them, I think they're the clear top two teams, and I think that will be the Western Conference Championship. Um, and I just think that the Clippers have a lot more talent, uh, and not in the superstars. I think Anthony Davis and LeBron are better. Yeah, the depth, Ka- no. I, get, I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The depth on the Clippers is way like is there, is there? Like sure. the the thing is like you have a team and it's and the the Lakers don't have like terrible depth. It's not it's not as bad. Like a lot of people thought it was gonna be horrible. I th- I thought it was gonna be kind of bad. I mean, you kind of look at, you just look at the names. You're like, oh, they have Dwight Howard, Dion Waiters, 
J.R. Smith. It looks bad, but they're, it's not bad. It's like they have solid depth players. Um, Caldwell Pope's been a lot better this year. Um, I think he kind of struggled at the beginning of the season, but he got better as the year went on. Um, JaVale McGee's always mm-hmm. been – he just gets underrated because of the Shaq and the Fool stuff. He's a solid player. Um, yeah, yeah. But you look at the Clippers and you go, okay, so you got the superstars, Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and then you go, okay, they have Patrick Beverly. He's not there for scoring. He is all there for energy. He plays his role very well. Marcus Morris, similar kind of guy. He's more quiet, but does the same thing. Zubox, solid center. Okay, like that's their starting lineup. Pretty good. Lakers probably have a better starting lineup. But then you go to the bench and you go, okay, they have Lou Will and Montrez Harrell, who mm-hmm. are better than anyone on the Lakers bench. Maybe you could put uh, Kuzma into that because he, he plays on the bench, but he's more of like, I don't know. He plays on the bench. He gets a lot of minutes, but those three guys are the three best, player, best bench players. But then you have guys like Jamichael Green, Patrick Patterson, Landry Shamit, Rodney Magruder, Jakeem Noah, and it's like, oh, these guys are kind of stacked on the bench. And then you also have a guy, Reggie Jackson, who they acquire, and they just have all of these other pieces around where in the playoffs, yes, it is completely star-driven, but I don't think Anthony Davis and LeBron James are going to be able to handle – like they're not going to be able to handle how much better the Clippers' depth is. Like last night – um, McConaughey, you brought up that the Laker that the Clippers were positive. Their starters were positive plus minus, correct? Yes, most of the Clippers starters were positive in the plus minus. Yeah, that just blows my. So Kawhi was plus sixteen, Marcus Morris was plus ten, Zubak was minus five, and Reggie Jackson was plus nine. Paul George was zero. That's crazy to me because if those guys are matching up against AD and LeBron and they're outplaying them at all, I think it's a. I think the Clippers will will win like a lot like they'll be like clear better team now I don't think that'll happen but if that happens I think that's the case and I just think that at the end of the day the Clippers are more talented I also think it's a huge factor that they're not playing with a crowd because Staples Center would clearly be a dominant Lakers crowd for the entire series so that's another thing that it's like I think that's a I think that heavily benefits the Clippers I mean I'm a Clipper fan. I realize like the fan base is not nearly as big as the Lakers fan base. Like that's just any person that's ever watched a Lakers or a Clipper game knows that, you know? So I think that also helps. Um, Now I think there's a fair point to be made though. Like the Clippers did beat them the first two games. The Lakers won the next two games. So I I think it could, I wouldn't. And I honestly, like, even though you said that the Lakers in five, I said Clippers in six, more likely than not, this will be like a seven-game series just because they're both really good, you know? Yeah, yeah. And things happen in weird ways. I, I do think that the Clippers will win at six, though. Um, and I, I don't think it's, like, stupid that you think they win at five. I think a lot of people think that. I think a lot of people think they're much better. But I think the depth is just – it's such a massive advantage for the Clippers where it's kind of hard to – I don't know. If they gel, I think that's what really will, will make it. Yeah. And something that you have to think about, because obviously Des brought up LeBron in the playoffs, LeBron in the playoffs is an absolute monster, but I want everybody to look at LeBron in the playoffs since he had a terrible 2011 NBA finals. How many playoff series has he lost? He's lost three. I think, no, he lost four. He lost four. He lost to Kawhi and the Spurs. And you look at that team. Did he get outplayed by Kawhi Leonard? No, he did not. Kawhi Leonard won finals MVP for holding LeBron to around 30 points a game. 
And it was a team victory. Tim Duncan, Manu, Tony Parker, Kawhi, Danny Green going off. That's mm-hmm. why they won. Then you go to 2015. Did anybody on that Warriors team outplay LeBron James? No, they did not. LeBron James could have been considered for finals MVP, and he lost. He would have been the second player that, to ever do that. Is that, that a Della, with Della Dova year? Della Vadova year, yeah. yes. That is yeah, LeBron the no was, Kyrie. LeBron, he was carrying no the Cavs that year. <laughs> yes. I think he averaged like, uh, what, like 40-something points that, that, that series? Yes. Yeah, like and they lost in, I believe, series. five or six games. And you look at that, and it's like Steph Curry didn't outplay him. Iggy did not play him. Clay did not play him. You did not play LeBron James. The only player to even be – you can even consider to have played outplayed LeBron James is Kevin Durant in the finals in 2017. Kevin Durant played amazing. He played amazing. He hit that shot in game three that people remember. Like, Kevin Durant outplayed him. But come on, look at the guys around Kevin Durant. He, it wasn't like Kevin Durant outplayed him. That, that's the only reason why they went. No, they still had Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green doing all their thing. And there's yeah. still a close series. Then you look at 2018, LeBron loses in the finals. And LeBron probably maybe outplayed Kevin Durant. Maybe he didn't. It's pretty close. Like the – not Lakers. The Cavs get swept that season. He goes. He doesn't play another playoff series. Anytime LeBron James loses a playoff series, or almost every time, it's because of the death. Because he outdu- he's outdueled every superstar – since he had the worst playoff series maybe ever by a superstar in history against the Dallas Mavericks in 2011, but he's outplayed him. He outplays him and he gets beat by depth. Clippers have the depth, but obviously he beats a lot of depth. A lot of the time he beat the 2016 warriors who had a lot of depth. Like LeBron James is, is another athlete. And that's kind of how I wanted to wrap it up because it's, it's once again coming down to obviously it's got LeBron and Kawhi, the two superstars, but it's going to come down to LeBron and the depth. Can he and the Lakers overcome the almost unlimited depth of the Clippers? Because they have starters coming off the bench. They have former defensive player of the years coming off the bench. They've got defensive player of the years in the startings, multiple finals or multiple MVP, um, top three MVP players, multiple top three defensive player of the year. Like they just have players everywhere. Six man of the year what it seems like every single year, Lou Will. Montrezl Harrell's been in that conversation. Like, it's LeBron and the Lakers versus the depth of the Clippers, in my opinion, in this series. And I just can't wait to watch. Now, Matt, he has said six-game series Clippers win. Dez has said five-game series Lakers win. I just can't wait to watch that basketball game. But that's going to do it for everybody on today's episode. Thank you all for watching. Make sure to go check out our website, theworsttakenetwork.com. Check out our Twitter at theworsttakenet. Check out our Instagram at theworsttakenetwork. And we post out all of our daily bets and picks. But go check all that stuff out and our YouTube channel, Worst Take. We'll see all of you again on Tuesday. Hey.